Are you looking for entertainment for a fundraiser, outreach, youth night, date night, or for a conference? Does your team need a way to improve team camaraderie, confidence, and communication? Well, look at Wellverse Comedy for a show, performance, or a workshop. Wellverse Comedy is Chicago's clean comedy team, and we're ready to serve you, your audience, or your organization. We've headlined our own shows at the Second City at Gutty's Comedy Club in Indianapolis and started our own TV show called His Line. And we've raised over $5,000 for charity in just the last two years. We are now booking for your back-to-school bash, fundraiser, and even your holiday parties. Contact us today, and let's see how a night of high-energy, clean, original, family-friendly comedy can make your next event memorable for all the right reasons. Connect with us on social media at WellversedCMDY. That's at WellversedCMDY. Or online at WellversedComedy.com. WellversedComedy.com. For booking information, email us improv at WellversedComedy.com. Welcome to the Gifts for Glory podcast, where we celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. Know someone who is making an impact for God's kingdom using their gifts, talents, and passions? We'd love to meet them. Send us an email at podcast at giftsforglory.com. That's podcast at gifts, the number four, glory.com. And now here is our host, Dave Ebert. Hey, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the latest edition of Gifts for Glory so glad that you're alongside, whether you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, or you're joining us on the replay, or you're joining us on the Creative Motion Network, or any of the uh, podcast networks that we're a part of. We're so glad that you're with us. Got a great show here lined up for you. And we've got uh, an amazing actress we're going to uh, introduce you to in just a few moments. So please uh, stick around. You're going to enjoy this conversation and enjoy hearing her story. Uh, but first, uh, we're going to dive into our Devotions with Dave segment. Uh, Devotion with Dave is coming from uh, the book of James, one of my favorite books, uh, one of my 66 favorite books, I believe. Um, but uh, uh, in all seriousness, we're reading from uh, James chapter 1, verse 19. Uh, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. And I think that in the last few years, and now that we're kind of getting close to a midterm election, I think that as we go through Facebook, we see people supporting this thing or supporting that thing or that candidate or this candidate. And as we get ready for the 2024 presidential election, which is going to happen like the day after, or that campaign is going to start the day after the midterm that are coming up. Let's, let's keep that verse in mind, especially within the body of Christ. There are a million and one reasons that people choose certain things and choose to support certain things. So we should be quick to listen and understand why and slow to speak. And also slow to get angry because so much vitriol happens at around election time. So much vitriol happens uh, on Facebook and social media between people, especially and even in the body of Christ when we're supposed to be uh, the, the examples of pure love and true agape love. We sometimes forget whose we are. So just remind, take this reminder from James. As we get closer to the election, as we get closer to the 2024 election, as new news comes out, as different things get passed, as, as different court rulings come down, just remember James 1.19. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Uh, so that's our devotions with Dave for tonight. Uh, good word from James. He's always got some great advice for us. So, uh, uh, 
James is a phenomenal book. So as we can now transition to our guest for tonight, uh, she's got two upcoming releases uh, that uh, uh, movies that she's in. Uh, she's a phenomenal talent, and you're really going to want to check out both of these films. Uh, the first one is coming out, I believe, on the 16th of this month in, in uh, select theaters. Uh, it's from uh, Up to You Productions. Check out uh, Running the Bases. We need a new coach. A one, two, three, let's. I'm looking at him. Now the world will tell you that it's all about winning. See, I expect us to become a family. You are a disruptor. Our phones are ringing nonstop. Who's in the best with our family? Do what I cannot do, Father. This team is yours. Your job description at this school reads coach, not pastor. I feel like I'm being forced to choose between providing for my family and doing what God called me to do. That, that religious running thing you do, that ends now. You got it? I never thought that those two things would combat with one another, but they are. This is bigger than baseball. Right? It's bigger than you. Greatness ain't defined by winners. If I run the bases, are you going to show me my place? Champions live here. You just keep winning. So that movie looks amazing. You might recognize a few faces. Uh, Todd Terry, who's a previous guest of the show. Uh, Gigi Orsillo is a previous guest. And also Candace Kirkpatrick, also from Vindication, who's going to be a guest in two weeks, was in that. Uh, so we're going to talk to our guests in just a few moments about that movie, Running the Bases. Now, here's the other film that's coming out, limited release on October 24th. So check it out here. Here is the mine. Now I want you all to write down a number from 1 to 100. 83, 41, and 17. Please show us your pads. 83, 41, and 17. I believe I got them. See Michelle six times now. Each of you have had a chance to see him at least once. And just as I predicted, neither of you can tell me how he does it. Your word is locket. That's right. Your word is boy. That's right. What I can tell you is that it is a boring routine at a two-bit theater. That boring routine is packing out that two-bit theater every time they're putting on a show. My name is Dexter, and I don't really do magic. I just read minds. Good night. Howard, how are you? How about that Dexter down at the theater? Isn't he something? Yes. You know, I've been three times now. People are saying this man has supernatural powers. There is something here like we have never seen before. Pick out a card. You think you can tell me what this card is without looking at it first? Yeah, I do. And you don't want to play with me. Nobody can read minds. He's doing something. He's going to make the association insignificant. I agree. He's become a problem for us. But we need to be smart about how we solve that problem. You see, the great... Dexter can't do his act without his plans. Tell the truth! This is very serious. They see you as a threat. But how could they stop our show? Trust me, they can. And they will. Dexter, will you denounce the supernatural yes or no? Why don't you get to the truth of the matter, sir? The fact is, you and your associates and your years of experience can't figure out how this is done. doing this act or find a way to stop him and for me preferably both
Wow. Those two films look amazing. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Um, so let's do Running the I'm sorry? That's a great problem. Yeah, it's a great problem. So let's start with Running the Bases. I, I believe I got it right. It's coming out September 16th. Uh, yes, it's coming uh, out this Friday, and it is nationwide. So it should be, if, if you want to watch it, you should be able to find it in a theater near you. So, yeah, it's very exciting. So, so let's, so is it based on a true story or is it inspired by a true story? It's actually neither. Um, okay. No, it is uh, Marty and Jimmy. Uh, Marty Roberts and, and Jimmy Womble uh, wrote it. It's been like six years kind of in, in the process. And it's just, it's a really incredible story of, you know, God's faithfulness and hi, Bert, how's it going? Um, and it's just, it's really interesting to see not only the movie come together, but their testimony is so incredible. It's just, you know, God's faithfulness throughout mm -hmm. the entire process. I mean, this is their first movie they've ever done. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's really incredible to, to see their faith really walk out and, and see the fruits of that and just how incredible it is to, to have this nationwide and so many people who will be able to watch it and be inspired by it. Um, it's We've had really great responses from people who have already seen it. So I'm very, very hopeful that people will enjoy it. And uh, uh, hi uh, to Burke Sage, a former guest as well on uh, Gifts of Glory. Now, uh, Sandy uh, Wilkie? Sandy White, yes. White, oh, okay. <laughs> she says she knows you. She does, yes. We go to church together. <laughs> oh, very good. So the, uh, tell us uh, more about the storyline. It, it's something that looks very poignant because you have a coach who uh, looks like uh, he, all he's doing is praying on his own. Mm -hmm. And... The, the school administration is coming down on him for setting that as an example, which we saw the Supreme Court upheld a, a football coach's right to pray. So it seems like maybe a similar storyline, even though maybe not intentional, but it seems yeah. like that's kind of the story. Yeah, I don't know if it was intentional. Um, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where um, the the coach has this for this purpose in him to to run the bases and pray before every game. Um, it's it is a tribute to a family member and. Um, just his way of honoring the Lord in that. And so he does that every single game. And there are some people involved who are not a fan of it for various reasons. I'm trying very hard not to give spoilers. Um, and because of that, you know, they get upset and then things happen and bad, bad things happen. And, you know, he has to decide, you know, am, am I going to, to fold? And because it's, it's really, really challenging and financially challenging and just really hard on his family. Am I going to fold and do do what they're asking me to do, or am I going to trust the Lord to be faithful through it? And I think that all of us are put in those positions, maybe not that extreme um, of positions, but we all have those circumstances where we have to decide, you know, are we going to be faithful to what God is calling us to do? Or are we going to, you know, kind of take the easy route and, um, you know, fold for fear of man. So. Yeah. I think it, it's a testament to, to the product, uh, to the movie that, there's some very recognizable faces and names attached. Uh, you know, Todd Terry from um, Vindication, you know, almost everybody in this circle of faith-based uh, productions knows about Vindication. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you have, you know, have Maggie Jenny is involved. <laughs> uh, sure. but, yeah, but, yeah. But, I mean, Brett Varvel is the lead actor and he's, you know, he's fantastic. And Gigi Orsillo and Cameron mm -hmm. Arnett and, Justin Sterner. And, you know, there's, there's so many people that are, that are involved in this movie. They're just phenomenal actors. Like, honestly, it, it would take the entire segment just to list everyone. And cause they really, the cast is top notch. It's absolutely incredible and incredible cast. 
What's your role in uh, running the bases? What's what do you do? So I'm an attorney, and that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to give spoilers. So, but I am, I am an attorney, which I should never be. <laughs> but it's fun to play for a day, you know. Act like I know what the law means. I don't. Don't come to me for advice. You'll go to prison. <laughs> well, and, and the good news is, every attorney there is salvation available to you as well. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, burn. Okay, yikes! And all of the attorneys just lit up the comment sections and like. No. Hey, go ahead, light it up. That way, more people will find it with the algorithms. Yeah, I, that's I really the slow to speak things done now. If you're an attorney, it's on like Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> and the the other film that we just previewed uh, is uh, the Mind Reader, uh, which uh, not to give too much away, but it, it does look very allegorical. Uh, tell us about your role and uh, what you can reveal without spoiling it uh, about the Mind Reader. Yes. Okay. So mind reader is obviously, yes, it's about a, a magician who's actually a mind reader. So he doesn't do magic. He just reads minds and the magical association can't figure out how he's doing it. And obviously it's infuriating um, because his little production is outselling theirs and they don't know how he's doing these tricks. So, you know, they want to shut him down. Kind of sounds like big, big corporate business, but uh, mm -hmm. anyway, uh, no. So my role is Judy. So I work for um, the mind reader and um, help with his production. And so, yeah, that's what I do. Um, help put on his show and whatnot. And that's, that's all I'm going to say about mind reader because it's, it's another one where it's just like, there's so much depth to it. It's so good. And I don't want to be like Tom Holland and accidentally spoil something. <laughs> or, or Jamie Foxx uh, tweeting out a picture of yeah. three people that shouldn't be uh but mind reader you can find out more uh look for the five and two pictures uh yeah. facebook page or mindreadermovie.com is a great place to uh to go for more updates and and also to see where you can see it because it's kind of a limited release october 24th yeah so uh, it, yeah it'll it'll premiere october 24th and um, but then it will have screenings all over the country um private screenings um like one night screenings all over the country from then all the way until spring. So if you're interested in it, then yes, check out mindreadermovie.com and you can find out where to watch it, when to watch it, and all of those details. Very good. So Maggie, uh, we've talked about your pr uh, projects. Let's talk about you. How did you uh, first get into acting and, and performing? So I first went to my very first theater show when I was 12 years old, which was probably late, but that's what it was. Um, and I fell in love with it. And so I auditioned for their next show and I booked a role. And so I just did, I did community theater. And then once I had gotten old enough in school where I could do it in school, I did it through school as well. Um, and then I graduated and decided to be a grown up, and, you know, work a real job and pay my bills. <laughs> uh, and so I just kind of decided that was done, but God, God decided it wasn't done for me. And in 2015, he brought me back into the industry, but for film and television, and I've been so incredibly blessed to work on so many incredible projects. And I have such a wonderful team and, you know, like the Lord's handprint is all over it. And it's just, it's amazing to see how, you know, he gives you the desires of your heart for his glory. It's just, it's really cool. Was there ever a time that you worked in uh, like secular productions, uh, obviously community theater in high school, unless you were at a Christian school was, was more secular, but once you got out and God called you back in, do you st stick to faith-based or do you vary? 
So I, I'm not strictly faith-based, no, but I do have a set of standards. So there are certain things that I will or will not be a part of. Um, and so I believe ministry on set is just as valuable as your finished product, but I also know that the finished product is going to outlive me. And I want to make sure that what I am being a part of, what I'm creating is something that honors the Lord. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a Christian project. Um, there's redemption, there's hope, there's comedy, there's all kinds of things that aren't necessarily preaching the gospel, but they are still honoring the Lord. And my time on set on all projects, whether they're a Christian project or a secular project, is just as valuable um, as the finished project. And so I look at it that way as just making sure that what what I'm agreeing to, what what I say yes to is something that does honor him. And then I'm just very, very open to, you know, what he wants to do in the process, you know, whether that's, you know, my conversations with co-stars or um, crew or, you know, whoever, whenever in the airport going to places like it's, I'm, I've been very, very, very blessed that um, in this industry, actors, you know, you get really familiar with people very quickly. It's, it's just a byproduct of it. You have to, because you have to be vulnerable in these scenes. And so you become very close friends with your co-stars typically. Um, and it's created an opportunity for me to, to share with them, to have conversations with them that, you know, I wouldn't normally get to have. And almost exclusively, they're the first ones to open the door. So it's been really, really cool to watch God work on set as much as with the finished projects. So do you look at the entire project or do you just look at the role and what you're asked to do as far as like how you determine whether or not it, it's something that you want to go and take part of? No, I definitely look at the entire project for sure, because if it's something I'm a part of, then people who know me might watch it. I want to make sure it's something that I'd be like, yeah, you can watch that. Um, I, and I used to run a children's ministry, so I don't want any of my past kids to watch something that they shouldn't be watching. And so it's some, one of those things where I definitely do look at the entirety of the project. I look at the full script um, and make my decision based on that. And, you know, there are some incredible roles that I've turned down because of the script. And that's OK, because if God wants me there, then I'm, I'm going to be able to be a part of it in a way that honors him. And if that's not for me, I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. And, and there are a lot of actors that have taken that stance and been unwilling to compromise. And many times the, the director, the producer, or the writer will adjust the script if they, if they want to open that door for you. And have you, have you had testimonies of that happen? Oh yeah. I mean, that's definitely happened for me in the past and, and, you know, everybody's different. And then there's some others where, you know, it's just, nope, this is what we need. And that's fine. And I will say this, if you're an actor and be upfront about it, like immediately, as soon as you see something, you know, make note of it. And because the worst is when you get down, even you get down to the audition, pro like you see it in the audition process and you go ahead and do the you know audition and then you get offered the role and you're like, okay, but, and then the casting director is just like, um, you knew this all along, you wasted all of our time. So mm -hmm. you know, just be upfront and honest. And sometimes they'll work with you and sometimes they won't. And it's their project. So I'm not going to, um, you know, get upset about it. If, if it's something that they're willing to work with me on, fantastic. And if not, it's not for me. And God's got something different. That's okay. And there's so much value in just being honest upfront because the people within the industry talk to each other. So if, if you set somebody up for failure, they're going to say, oh, she or he did this and I wouldn't work with them. Well, and then the casting directors too, you know, it's just casting directors, their job is to cast, help cast the project. So they're like, yes, we did it. We found this the production loves them. And then they get right down to the wire. And now, now you make the casting director look like they didn't do their job. And mm -hmm. that's not right. And that casting director is going to remember you. Yeah. <laughs> 
they're not going to enjoy that process. Trust me. <laughs> As uh, you might hear in the background, uh, our cat trooper is making his cameo appearance for the night. So uh, awesome. yeah, gotta <laughs> love cats. He's the star of the show guys. Yes. We're just here as you know background entertainment exactly hopefully <laughs> this won't be a catastrophic uh intrusion Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. I, I i can't help but i have the dad jokes just don't have the kids yet um but, we have the uh, cat so there's that it's the practicing yeah. he doesn't get them though he doesn't get the puns um but i do have a facebook page for him where i, I post the the cat puns every once in a while he <laughs> Kind of like uh, when he got the job of the DMV collecting uh, all the, you know, all the payments, it, it was called the feline. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> that was lame. Okay. Let's go on. Let's go back to you. Um, the, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some of the other projects that you've been a part of that maybe people have seen? Maybe it's been on Pure Flix or, or anything else that, that you really like people to, to search for? Uh, well, Song of the Tree Frogs is on Pure Flix, and mm. um, I actually have a new Pure Flix series that will be premiering soon called Saved by Grace. Um, so that, I believe, will be in the fall-ish time. I don't have an exact date on that, but yeah, that one um, is is based on the movie, and they've turned it into a series, so that's cool. And um, okay. I hate this question, because then I'm like trying to rack my brain of all of the projects, and I'm like, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Is that terrible? That's terrible. no, that's not terrible. It's a sign of being busy, and also we talked before you went on there. You're a mom, so a mom of, of uh, a near teenager and a teenager. So, yeah, I, I would say that it that there should be plenty of grace to not remember <laughs> every single project you're a part of. Well, thank um, you. No, I mean, there's projects out there, and you can find them. I don't, I don't know. Just sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so now my favorite part of every interview is transitioning into your, your testimony, your story. Um, so without, you know, as much as you feel led by the Lord, what is your story? How did you find a relationship with Jesus? Were you born in, into a Christian home or did you find it kind of on your own? Uh, what's your story? So I, I grew up, I say that, but I, I grew up um, Catholic. So not really. Um, we went to church, but we didn't go to church. Um, and then at about eight, my parents got divorced and we started going to this Baptist church and, you know, to join the church, we had, I had to get baptized. So I was baptized as a baby and then I got baptized to join the church. And then when I actually met the Lord at 13, I got baptized for real. So I've been triple dunked. Um, I'm good, but <laughs> But yeah, uh, I actually met the Lord when I was at youth camp when I was 13. And um, then I just kind of stayed a baby Christian for a really long time. And God is so good. And he's totally protected me through, you know, my teenage years when, you know, people do stupid things. And only by God's grace, I did not. I was like, no, I got to work a job. I got stuff to do and bills to pay. And so like he saved me from probably making some horrific choices um, and then got married and had babies and I started going to um, Calvary Chapel, which I, Calvary Chapels, man, Bible study, good stuff. I'm just saying, if you want a really great Bible teaching church, find a Calvary Chapel, they'll get you. Okay. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, that's really where my, my relationship with the Lord is starting to actually get deeper and, um, you know, started to understand things. Cause you know, when you don't really know 
what you're doing and you're like, I'm totally going to read the Bible <laughs> and you just kind of open it randomly and you're like, this is what I'm reading today because no one's ever taught you how to do it. And it makes no sense. So it's just kind of getting from that phase of like literal, like, I don't know what I'm doing. So it's like, now I actually know what I'm doing and I know how to actually read the Bible and, you know, study it and Bible studies and, and, you know, things are being taught to you in a way that you can understand them. And it's just, that's really where I grew with the Lord. And, and I'm so thankful for my pastor, Jeff Kingry, who's just an incredible Bible teacher and breaks it down so simply. And, um, you know, like it's just been really, really phenomenal to raise my kids in that and for them to have an understanding of the word that I didn't have at their age, you know, and I just keep praying that God protects them through, you know, those teenage years and where it's really transitioning from being something we do as a family to something that's personal to them because, you know, that's kind of every parent. It has to, it has to go from being, you know, your parents are leading you in it to, to now I'm choosing it. And it, it, I'm seeing that in them. And it's really incredible to watch. And it's such a blessing to see because, you know, I know God has such an incredible plan for their lives and they're, he's going to do incredible things. And he's gifted them so phenomenally with, with like, my son has such an incredible servant's heart and he's so kind and so loving. And my daughter is so stinking funny and so determined. And like, I just see how God can use them in these incredible ways as they continue to seek him. And I'm just very, very thankful that they, they have grown up in the word and know the word and, are able to to truly seek him on their own. Do you remember going back to that camp at age 13? What kind of spurred you to, to make the decision? Was there something that happened or was it just kind of like a culmination of being years in church and hearing it and then finally it made sense? Yeah, you know, I wish I had a better answer for that. I really don't know why. Um, I just knew I had to. And it was one of those things where it's like, this is it, this, I'm not leaving this camp until I do this. And so it was, it was, it wasn't like a cognitive decision so much as it was just like, no, now's the time. It was like, the Lord was like, now's the time, Maggie, you know, are you going to do it or not? And I was, yep, let's do it. Um, so no, I, I, I wish I had a better answer. I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. There, there's never a reason to apologize about a testimony because the, they're all beautiful. And they're all a story of how God found you where where he needed you and where you needed him. And so I just love hearing. And I, I think that what you said is, uh, earlier was was so crucial that you got saved at 13 and you kind of had the, the shield around you that protected you from some of the dumb things that teenagers do. Mm -hmm. And it was like God said, Megan, now's the time because I need you ready for what you're going to face as a, as a teenager. Mm hmm. And he just uh, put that, uh, quote unquote, hedge of protection around you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Burke says there is no wrong answer. Well, Burke says it, it must be true. That's yeah. the rule. Yeah. I mean, and that's sage advice. <laughs> I told you I'm the master of dad jokes. I'm sorry. Um, so based on my, my bad pun so far, who's funnier, me or your daughter? Oh, definitely my daughter. Yeah. Sorry, she would rip you to shreds. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> My wife just cheered in the other room. So, okay. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you got saved at a very young age, right about the time, you know, shortly after you first got that acting bug. So, it seems like 
everything kind of came together within that year time frame of, of seeing the film well, or what's the, really cool is my first um experience so my first sh theater show was at a christian theater house and so my first play was a christian play i actually played an angel named grace i was not very graceful i actually broke my toe on Ooh. stage because i'm a klutz but uh <laughs> but yeah it was super fun <laughs> Any any roles that stick out? Uh, we talked off air about um, you know this one production with the, the shady character, but like for you, any roles that you look back on, like oh, I hope my kids never see that one. Um, no, as far as actual movie roles, no, um, and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, but you're right. You we were talking before the show about there's one there's one movie that you know I the director producer gave me a fake name and so when I googled him it seemed like everything was on the up and up and after we wrapped we realized that was not who he was and we realized who he really was and everyone freaked out um <laughs> so good times guys but that's fine because God totally protected us it was all good no one died it's fine but uh <laughs> it's so far, what's been kind of, and I know this kind of like picking your favorite child, but we all have one. Oh. Uh, so is there been a favorite role or a role that you felt like I've made it or I, I'm really an actress now? You know, no, um, there's really not. And let, let me explain why. So um, that mindset of I'm really an actress now, to me, being a working actor is a mindset. It's just something you choose every single day. Because you are not going to be working on set every single day, but you can work as an actor every single day. You can choose to get better as an actress, um, you know, choose to learn the business more. There are so much free resources out there uh, with YouTube, with podcasts, uh, with social media. There's so much access to free information to grow, not only as an actor, but also as a business person, because you are running your own business when you're an actor. Um, and so when you have that mindset of I'm going to get better every single day, doing something every single day that makes you better or that you're working or that you're you're practicing or you're doing something that you're a working actor. And so for me, it was it was kind of changing that mindset of, oh, I'm only a working actor if I'm actually working on set today or oh, only if I have this. Audit. It's like, no, mm -mm. I do this every single day. And my job doesn't look like work nine times out of ten. Like my job looks ridiculous nine times, <laughs> but it's the job. That's part of it. You know, it's me standing in a room making reels for social media and, you know, like looking like a, a goofball. That's my job. That's my job. And so that, to me, that's, that's, it's, it's a mindset shift, not a role that I got. It was just deciding I'm a working actor and leaning into it. And those reels that you talked about that they're, they're entertaining, they're fun, and they're also really good advice for free for anybody that's either trying to break in or somebody that is you know, considering getting into performing and acting. Um, so you, you give these things away and it's, it's such great advice. What, what kind of spurn those and, um, and what, what could people do if they want to find more, more tips or more advice or more coaching? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I started doing them because someone told me, oh, you know, you need to be better about your social media. And I hate self-promotion. Hate it. With the fire of a thousand suns, cannot stand it. Um, it feels very icky to me. So that was my way. I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this. I'm going to be doing something. Like I, I have had people reach out for me for advice or, hey, this is happening. How should I handle it? For years, um, my agent has sent people to me to be like, hey, can you please help them with this? And so like I knew that I knew enough to help people. Um, 
so I just decided, well, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to like put out content, then I want it to be content that's beneficial to people. So I just decided to start doing it. And it is so much fun. And I was so stubborn at the beginning. I was like, I'm not going to do that. That's ridiculous. And I'm still super stubborn and I'm not on TikTok for no reason other than I told my daughter it was dumb. And <laughs> that is the only reason, but I'm sticking to it. Uh, so that's the only social media I'm not on, but I, it's super fun to do. And hopefully it helps people. And I've had, you know, loads of people reach out to me and say that it has helped or they've reached out, you know, with different questions. I do private coaching and whatnot. So if that's something you're interested in, you can go to my website, uh, MeggieJenny.com. Um, or my social media and you can reach out to me, but no, I just, it, to me, it's super fun. And I know that I'm where I'm at because other people found value in me and decided to help me. It's so overwhelming when you're starting because you just, there's so much and you're like, there's just no way there's no way. And who do I ask? How can I possibly find out? And it's just, it's the first step is so challenging. And so I, I just want to make those steps easier. And, you know, I also am well aware of the fact that I may get it wrong. You know, I don't know everything and I'm going to do my best to help people. And if I'm wrong, I hope someone comments and corrects me. Please do. I will not take it personal <laughs> at all. I also may just say, eh, that's your opinion. But uh, but still, I, I would like the opinion. Um, but no, I mean, like we all need help. I mean, we, we rise by helping others. Like we all get better when we help one another. Iron sharpens iron. So like. Like just just be a, a decent human and help people. That's that's what it's all about. Now, let me ask: Have you booked anything because of these reels? Has anybody contacted you because they they just like they saw you know you're so good at the facial expressions and and working the eyes? Have you got anything from that? Um, so I have had I have gotten auditions from. So I have some casting directors that do follow me on social media and whatnot. So I, I have had opportunities that I wouldn't have otherwise had. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily led to bookings. I'd have to ask. Um, but yeah, I definitely know that that it is it is beneficial to me because people do see it and go, oh, she actually knows what she's talking about. So, I mean, it does help me and it helps you. It's mutually beneficial, guys. Like, don't tax my gig so hardcore, Cruster. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a reference. Polly, yeah, Polly's story. <laughs> Which kind of is full circle because Brendan Fraser just really reappeared, and I'm you know, thinking about Encino Man. They, oh they, they should call. They should bring that back now that. Actually, I think that they were in talks. I think that they were in talks actually about it. So, I think Polly Shore mentioned something recently. We'll see. Nice. I don't very cool. So um, the uh, one of my uh, the second favorite part of um, every interview is I do what's called the interrogation, which is seven random questions that otherwise wouldn't have fit in the rest of the interview. Okay. Um, they're mostly softballs, but uh, maybe one or two challenging ones. So um, well, if I just leave, that's like me going, no, I'm not going to answer it. Right. Like, yeah, I have that's pleading the fifth. And then I get to answer for you. Oh, perfect. Make it really colorful, like like total rumor worthy. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and that's how most acting careers start is like when things are a dry spell, they either go through a divorce or some controversy, they do some news, and then all of a sudden they're getting booked again. Perfect. So. Yeah. Let's, let, I, we'll, just, we'll just start it right now. I set something on fire. I don't know what it was, but I did it. Boom. Done. Okay. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Here's the interrogation. All right. Our first question is, uh, now we kind of answered a little bit because you, you got interested in acting at, at 12, 
But before then, what what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a singer. Are are, are you a singer? Are you able? I am able. Yes, I am quite able. I actually auditioned for American Idol when I was 18. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Thank you. Question number two. What's your favorite comfort food? Brownies. Just plain brownies or any, any specific formulation? Oh, Oof. Okay. I'm kind of a pastry snob. I'm just going to throw it out there. I just am. Um, so, oh my gosh. There's a coffee shop here in town that has like the best brownies. I don't know what they put in them magic maybe it is delicious but yeah um they have chocolate chips in them and they are just like heaven they are heaven amazing and for all those uh, in my church that might be watching and going through the daniel fast you're welcome (laughs) sorry (laughs) no no problem uh question number three uh with whom do you most relate from scripture that's a good question You know, I'd love to say Peter, but I'm just not that bold. <laughs> um, man, Ugh, I don't know. I've never thought about that. I don't know. I'm going to go with Peter and I'm just going to work on the boldness. How about that? That gonna, sounds good. Except I won't be cutting anybody. I'll draw the line there. Well, if push comes to shove and somebody's getting ready to arrest Jesus, maybe. Okay. Yeah. That's, then that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Jason, yeah. A, I get to cut somebody. And I, I really like the, I think a lot of people choose Peter because we are just like him in that one minute Jesus is saying, hey, I'm going to build my church upon you. And then a minute later, you're putting your foot in your mouth and he calls you Satan. Yep. 100%. Yeah. So what keeps you up at night? <laughs> Depends on the night. (laughs) Um, Sometimes it's because I'm binging too much television. Um, A lot of the times it's different ideas. Like I get some of my best work done in the middle of the night. I think that a lot of creatives can probably say that. Like, you know, it's just quiet. Nobody's blowing up your phone. And it's just, you can can get some serious stuff done. It's great. Question number five, how do you recharge? Oh, again, it depends on the moment. Um, music. I love to listen to music and just kind of chill out and dance and sing way too loudly. And yeah, like that's, that's probably my go-to. Yeah. If you go back, what's one thing that you'd like to change? Man, I don't know. Um, one thing I'd like to change. I don't, that's a really hard question. I don't know because everything that has occurred has brought me to where I am. Yeah. It's kind of like the butterfly effect. You know, you go back and you change one thing and you don't know where you're going to end up. Um, I really don't know. I don't know that I would change anything. I really don't. That's a perfectly acceptable answer. Um, so uh, question number seven, uh, what is your dream role? Okay. So my dream role, I didn't even know I wanted. Um Okay, a couple things. One, I would love to voice a Disney princess. Of course, now I'm just thinking I would love to voice something Disney princess adjacent because Disney's getting a little funky. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I I love that because I know how huge that is for kids. Like the like it becomes a part of their childhood in such a massive way. Like it did for me in such a 
this extreme way. And I just think that that's such a missed opportunity. Like, I'm just like, it's stupid, but I'm just like so mad at Mandy Moore for not going to children's hospitals as Rapunzel and singing to these kids. And I'm just like, mm. oh, you have such an opportunity and you're missing it. It's just, it just makes me angry. Um, <laughs> probably irrationally. So, but, uh, so I would love to have an opportunity to do that. Um, but then there's this other role in a movie that I actually am cast in. It just hasn't happened. Um, that she's just incredible. She's she's a lot of fun, and she's so funny and over the top, and yet at the same time totally real. And it's just she's going to be so much fun to play one day. I can't wait. All right. Well, Maggie, the final final question that I ask every interview is for anyone that wants to step up, use their gifts, whether it's their talents, their passions or letting God redeem their experiences, but to do it all for God's glory. What's your wise counsel for them? Hmm. Do not let the fear of man stop you from doing what God has called you to do. It is so easy to get caught up in what we should do. And, you know, people won't understand or, um, you know, it doesn't seem like a real thing. And one thing that uh, really ministered to me a few years ago was, you know, we always, we always, commission the missionary like to go out we never commission the plumber you know like mm -hmm. if god's called you to that that's your ministry and it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else you don't have to explain it to anyone else if you know god has called you to it then you should boldly move in that direction and who cares who cares what anyone else thinks because you live for an audience of one so if you're being faithful to what he's called you to do then it doesn't matter what your mom has to think about it, it doesn't matter what your sister your coworker, you know your best friend from childhood. It doesn't matter because if God's calling you to it, then he's going to bless it and he's going to honor it. And it may take a really long time and it may be really hard, but if that's what you're supposed to be doing with your life, if that's what God created you for, then my goodness, who are you to say, no, God, I'm not going to do that. That's going to be too hard. Yeah. In your, your living testimony, you kind of gave up a little bit on the dream and then God said, nope, come on back. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, Megan, Jenny, thank you so much uh, for being uh, on the show. Uh, I want to invite everyone to check the show notes on how to uh, connect with you on social media. Uh, also, a reminder to look for Mind Reader from Five and Two Pictures coming late October. And uh, um, there's going to be opportunities for private screening. So check that out at mindreadermovie.com. And also uh, look for uh, Megan in the running in the movie Running the Bases. Um, you can find that on. Uh, I'm sorry. This Friday. Nationwide. This Friday, and this Friday, nationwide, running the bases, take your wife, take your family, take uh, a stranger off the street. Exactly. Uh, it's, worth the investment. it's fine. They'll thank you. Yeah, they will thank you. So, um, Maggie, thanks so much for, for being on and uh, wish you all the best. And uh, I look forward to checking out more reels and more tips that maybe someday God will call me to use someday. Perfect. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. And Burke Sage giving us uh, some applause. So thank you so much, Burke. Uh, really uh, appreciate Burke watching. And uh, next week we have uh, Peggy Schott uh, coming on. She will, uh, is uh, one of the uh, the lead actresses in Vindication. Uh, we'll talk to her and share her testimony as well. That's next week. We got back-to-back -back Vindication because um, <clears throat> Candace Kirkpatrick is up the following week. So keep checking us out here on Gister Glory. And we will see you next Monday night live right here on YouTube, Facebook, and then the replays on Creative Motion Network. Have a great rest of your day. Mm -hmm.